Muli Boanji from Stony Hill. This is the Warshock Malawi update from the 28th of July, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. This week, many people had to queue for fuel in Mizuzu City. Mizuzu has about nine fuel stations, but only two were selling the commodity. Furthermore, some pump attendants revealed that their management had advised them to sell diesel only, even though they had petrol in stock. Similarly, on Wednesday the 27th, motorists reported that most filling stations in Nohotokota had run out of petrol. This forced them to buy fuel on the black market where its price had doubled to 4,000 kwacha per liter, which is about $4. Some business owners for the Longway City are complaining about last week's demonstrations. A grouping called the Human Rights Ambassadors organized protests against the High Court Selective Justice. The demonstrations became violent, with some of the marchers looting shops, burning tires, and pelting vehicles. Nine businesswomen whose shops were looted said they might lose their properties for failure to pay back their debts. They said they loaned about 90 million guacha, about $18,500, which they had hoped would be paid back from their sales. Meanwhile, some of the organizers of the anti-judiciary demonstrations were let out on bail on Tuesday the 26th. Kingsley Mapasso and seven others were charged with two counts of disrespecting a court order and inciting violence at an assembly. Some of their bail conditions are that they present a non-cash of 500,000 kwacha, about $480 and that they report to the regional police officers every fortnight. The police arrested over 80 protesters, but this didn't stop people from holding more demonstrations this week. A grouping called Dezuka Nechu held protests against the high cost of living on Wednesday the 28th. They also protested against the underdevelopment of their district and the president's unfulfilled campaign promises. Dezuka Nechu delivered a petition to the district commissioner. They gave President Chikwera 14 days to respond to their concerns. If they are not given a solution to their problems, they will hold more demonstrations. After delivering their petition, the grouping barricaded the M1 road. The police fired tear gas at the protesters and arrested at least eight people. They said that they are likely to arrest more people. On Thursday the 28th, over 200 protesters gathered at the Longway Community Ground as early as 7 a.m. The demonstrations were organized by the Center for Democracy and Economic Development Initiative, best known as CIDIDI. They want the president's powers reduced and his immunity scrapped off. They marched to the district commissioner's office and delivered their petition. A few minutes later, the police started firing tear gas to disperse and, quote, encourage them to go home, end quote. Youth in the northern region also held demonstrations in unison with Sididi's petition. Their protests were peaceful, unlike the ones held in the long way. Speaking of the Sididi, its executive director, Sylvester Namiwa, was abducted in Lilongwe on Wednesday the 27th, just a few hours before the organization planned demonstration. He was coming from Sididi's press briefing on the protests with his colleague, Edwin Mohuluka, when he was kidnapped. Mohuluka said that an unregistered vehicle blocked their car at the Area 3 roundabout. Five unknown thugs attacked Namiwa, dragged him into their vehicle, and then drove off. Brian Nathara was killed by an angry mob after he robbed a bank. Dara held employees of the FCB bank in Lalongwe at gunpoint and stole 12 million kwacha, which is about $12,000. Myron's motorbike failed to switch on after his robbery and a mob attacked him, took the money, and shared it amongst themselves. Many people failed to comprehend Brian's actions because he came from a wealthy family. His father, James Nathara, is a popular businessman. 
Some people on social media are connecting other unsolved armed robbery cases to Nathara's following the events of his death. There are assumptions that he was behind another armed robbery that happened at the Area 12 filling station about three weeks ago and an attempted robbery at Eco Bank. Video footage from the failed robbery at Eco Bank shows that his outfit and motorbike match what he was wearing on the day of his death. The government is embracing digital technologies in its systems. On Tuesday the 26th, the Ministry of Land revealed the, quote, Land Information Management System, end quote, bill, which they had brought to Parliament. They said it aims at simplifying land issues by digitizing processes. The Minister of Lands and Urban Development, Bill Kowale, said the system is expected to provide land-related information, applicant processes of title deeds, and land-related payment processes. He said the bill is currently a work in progress. On Tuesday the 26th, the government also proposed a bill amendment for the Courts Act. They want judges to retire at 70 years old instead of the current 65. They said increasing the retirement age will help the court deal with the slow prosecution of cases as they are currently overwhelmed with them. They also said the move will enhance the delivery of justice in the country. The government is also pushing for another amendment of the same bill. This time, they want to create a financial crimes court to deal with the prosecution of financial and corruption cases. On Thursday the 21st, the Malawi Communications Regulatory Authority, or MACRA, imposed sanctions on Global Internet Limited, one of the country's leading internet service providers, for the illegal use of the frequency spectrum. In their statement, MACRA said that Globe had been using a certain frequency band without a frequency spectrum license since April 2022 which is contrary to the country's Communications Act. As a result, Globe was fined about 75 million kwacha, that's around $73,000. They were also ordered to stop using the frequency and to account for the revenue generated while using it. These sanctions would probably affect Globe's customers who were benefiting from the usage of the frequency. The Balanchi entertainment scene was quite busy last weekend. On Saturday the 23rd, 15 girls battled for the Miss Culture Malawi crown at the Amarellis Hotel. The contestants had a tough runway battle showcasing in categories such as traditional and sportswear. By the end of the night, Memory Sanjila won the Miss Culture Malawi Award, while Ruth Masamba and El Shadiri Masuli were crowned first and second princess respectively. Other awards presented at the pageant include the Public Choice, the Miss Congeniality, and the Miss Personality Awards. While commenting on the event, the Minister of Wildlife, Tourism, and Culture, Michael Yusi, said the pageant has the potential to promote Malawi's culture to the world. Hip-hop artist Gwamba launched his album titled True Independence at Balanchi Sports Club on Saturday the 23rd. The show had sold-out attendance of over 1,000 people, and were supported by international artists MT and Lully Native, and local artists such as Fredo Kiss, Pixie, and Driemo. The True Independence album has 14 tracks. It is Guamba's third album ever since he switched to gospel music in 2016. Mete Wombali's management posthumously released his album titled, quote, Chipataco, end quote, on Wednesday the 28th. Mete Wombale was a legendary jazz artist. He died in January last year from COVID-19. In a short statement, the management said that they want the album to foster listenership of Mate's music as well as promote his legacy. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Did we miss something important? What would you like us to talk about in the next update? Let us know your thoughts at Malawi at Warshock.com. 
Pintani Buino. 